You're listening to the Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, episode 88. Council of the Wise, but Zodak hired him anyway. It's Will! <laughs> you get get what you deserve. And he sells knockoff golden discs of knowledge at the Eternian Bazaar. It's flea market guy Scott. You won't break your teeth on this one. <laughs> Indeed. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing He-Man, Season 1, Episode 62, Golden Discs of Knowledge. The original air date was December 1st, 1983. And in this episode, He-Man helps a Phantom Zone prisoner recover the ancient discs of knowledge from Snake Mountain. And Zodak appears. Well, I think the most important question about this episode is... Whether we can agree that we're using a K or a C for discs, because I really couldn't make up my mind about what that should be. The the It's always a C, right? Why do I just keep thinking of a K? Is it just because of 90s discs, floppy discs for computers? Okay, so the official title was with a K, right? Was it with a K? I think on Wikipedia or somewhere. Oh, no, on it was a C. Wiki. Was it? Are you sure? No. <laughs> so back in On the, YouTube, it's a K. Okay. A floppy disc was a K. Okay. But then compact disc is a C. And, Why did we make and that throwing, change? Throwing discs would be a C, Discus. too. Discus. Mm-hmm. So maybe if it's a square disc, it's supposed to be a K. That doesn't make For sense. Square. Well, they're both <laughs> cuss sounds. <laughs> well, the K, the K, you can't get the, the S sounds. Did, did you did you have to, used to have a problem in school, like in kindergarten or whatever, when uh, you'd have to sound out the words, but when you would make the sound, you'd go like, cuh. And so then you would think it should be like, K-U-H, when you're trying to spell out that word, instead of like, kuh. You probably were not wrong entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, worked. I mean, well, the English language doesn't really make sense. I mean, it's, one <laughs> yeah. of, it's like the second or third hardest language to learn, so. And then also, you were being taught the English language by people who could make one-syllable words <laughs> three <laughs> syllables. <laughs> okay! Uh, yeah, that's true. I'm doing it! Yeah. <laughs> is, is that how it was? Yeah. I wasn't familiar with that. That's how, that's how you do it. Like, Little Will, how do you spell disc? I don't know. So our talk about discs and floppy disks and other kinds of uh, storage media of old reminded me. It really didn't remind me. I reminded myself because I was thinking about this beforehand. Do you remember when you were a kid ever having some sort of like store of secret knowledge or pretending like you had a store of secret knowledge somewhere? Like, I know we probably didn't all keep it under Snake Mountain like Skeletor did. The closest thing I can think of is uh, Dungeons and Dragons books because uh, it was sort of illicit uh, in the early 90s to be using those especially in the region that I that I grew up in so you know if you wanted to look up about minotaurs and what kind of loincloth they wear and important <laughs> information like that uh, these 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 are the tomes you would consult Scott did you have secret knowledge of any of any kind 
Uh, was young... it just like imagination knowledge or just yes, most, that, most of the time? Yeah. That also counts, imagination knowledge. Uh, so, yeah, so I, 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 we had this uh, lounger chair. It was, you know, like you, you pull up the arm and every, or the pull up the arm on the side and it was, you know, the legs would flip up or whatever. And it was from like the 70s, you know, it was like an orangish color. It's a great chair, actually. But I used <laughs> that to, sounds but like I a used great pretend, chair. I used to pretend and have general knowledge of that it was actually a spaceship. And I would take it and travel worlds and shoot things and, you know, protect people and do, do all sorts of stuff. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I had a pretty pretty good imagination there for a couple of years. <laughs> did, did oh, the way the world crushed you at age eight. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Did yeah. it have like a 360 swivel? No, 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 no. But it had the, it kick, was, had the kick out legs and the bar the on the side. Leg, yeah, and yeah. you could kick it out real fast. Yeah. So like, I would, <laughs> like, I would do that, and then I would yeah. pretend like I was flying. And your parents and, love that, right? They love when you <laughs> oh, dog it. I was just in my head. I was just in my head. Like, I was just care. enjoying myself. Like, they were watching, my mom was watching her soaps or something like that, and I would just be like, and, like, and I'm shooting them with lasers. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Did you have laser like a. These are alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, cl- the clouds in the intro were kind of like you're flying for a little while. Mm-hmm. It's the bold yeah. and the beautiful. <laughs> He's just over here, like, like, asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Actually, that sounds very amazing. Did so, you have I mean, a that, that, I mean, that no one else knew about that. I mean, that it was a spaceship and everything. Like, was a, that's know, just like for me. Yeah. So, did you have to do it quietly? Like you, you were just kind of doing it silently, like to yourself. In my head, yeah, yeah. Because that would be so hard if you're a kid not to make. I mean, them... I'm sure I did it out loud sometimes, but then they would just be like, "What are you doing, little Scott? Shut up." Yeah. I don't know why your parents would be like that. <laughs> I'm trying to think that that chair lasted forever too. I think it made it, I think it went with me to college. That's how that's how long it lasted. That's it a good, good chair. It was a good chair. It's a good chair. And then it died in college. Um I can't think of a clean segue for getting the episode started. I don't think you need one. Okay. I think we'll do it one. All right. All right. So uh, this episode opens with like the eerie music, which I thought was kind of funny. You know, it's usually like the the music they they play when something's a little wacky, like when they're in another dimension. But the weird other dimension was just that Prince Adam was out working on some art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you? I thought about that too. Do you think that they were doing that for comedic effect? Prop maybe, or it was whimsical. I don't know what was going on there. Maybe foreshadowing a little bit. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, I did notice, maybe this was just my imagination running wild, but it seemed like the sort of wacky swirls and colors that he was painting were very similar to the monsters that uh, we were going to see projected here by Xanthor uh, coming up shortly. And I wondered if that was intentional too. But it's really funny, like his his stuff looks like... uh, a little hallucinogenic. It's like some dark stuff. It is. Yeah. It's funny to think that that's what would be in Adam's head. Like yeah. he's like, he's so eyes glazed over weirdo, like in his head is messed up things. You're like, he's been painting some weird stuff ever since he saw that little waterlogged ghost girl in his room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Yes. For my help, father. And there was literally nothing else that happened except for the sorcerers just decided, nah, we, we got to talk here. Well, because oh. because d- 
Orko kept messing with his paint, stealing his uh, lunch apples and stuff, and he got covered in paint. And there was absolute nonsense uh, when the sorceress uh, telepathically contacts him with an urgent matter. And I kept thinking, is Adam ever embarrassed about what's going on when the sorceress contacts him? Yeah, like, was well, she? I mean, she can't see. Like, it. was she? Was she? Uh, was she's in his head? Orko's covered in paint, and he's having a little picnic with Cringer, and he's like, it's like, oh. Yeah, is it a one-way thing? Can she get any any sort of, like, peeking going on there? You really hope yeah, I imagine not. it's like walkie-talkies. Yeah. <laughs> Sorceress Dad, I'm over. I see what you're doing. Please come out of the, the restroom, and we'll talk <laughs> over. Okay. I mean, you imagine, she, she probably knows what he's thinking, though. That's the issue. It's like, that could be a problem. He's usually just thinking about turkey legs, so it's it's probably not it's not usually an issue. But when he's not, what she um says she wants to see He Man, and I feel like she puts extra stress about being very clear that you need to arrive as He Man, <laughs> as if there are questions, <laughs> which is also funny because it's like she's so disgusted with what Adam is up to. <laughs> like I just want to impress upon you, He Man, can you make sure you arrive as He Man, not Adam. Adam, you are not acceptable. Please put away your art supplies. <laughs> and um, he gets there. And it's actually pretty disturbing because when we walk up on Castle Grayskull, you see that it's malfunctioning, for lack of a better word. Like the jaw bridge is flapping open and shut. And it it's looks got, possessed. It looks possessed. And the lights are flickering inside. Like how, how, how does he get into the castle? When, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Do they have to he, just... <laughs> is, yeah. Does he hold it down? He's got to time his somersaults very carefully. That's true. What in the world's going on? Well, it looks like the sorceress is throwing some kind of far-out party. Orko quips, and I actually laughed out loud at this. You can um, say LOL, too. I, I LOL'd at this. Um, it's like, it looks like sorceress is having some kind of far-out party. Which <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I, really, uh, I really enjoyed that. It looked very haunted house-ish. It did. Yeah, you know they're fixing to play the monster mash up in there. <laughs> and because at the same time we're getting like projections in the in the throne room of monsters of like hideous monster heads which was also just w- wonderful to look at. They look like um the uh background extra filler ghosts in the real Ghostbusters cartoons. Yeah. Um they were just a lot of real fun designs with, like uh three eyed bug monsters and stuff. Oh, something sometimes they're just abstract shapes that look sort of like germs or something. Yeah. Sorceress, are you all right? Yes, He-Man. Whatever is happening, it seems to be harmless. It's almost as if something was trying to get your attention. I was wondering, like, if, if, if he wanted to get their attention, why was he trying to, be like, be mean about it? Right. Like, is that the only ones he can conjure? Like, Probably. Just be like, you know, send nice ones, or I don't know. Maybe or not just, one with, like, ten eyes. Maybe one with two eyes. Or just a projection of his own face. Yeah, or, or that. You yeah. know, a word balloon with help coming out of it. <laughs> Anything but monsters. Offhand, I'd say whoever it is is trying a little too hard. All right, so who wants to tell everyone all the proper nouns of what's going on here? We find out that the, proje- the projections are the work of... Go for it. <laughs> it's a guy named Xanthor, and uh, an outline of him appears in her magic mirror. Very Fu Manchu facial hairstyle. He's sort hair. of like a um, 
he sort of looked like a long-haired Doctor Strange. I was going to sort of say like a hippie Doctor oh, Strange yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh, from what we can tell at this point from his outline in the mirror. And uh, he, he sort of uh, explains his case, and it takes a very long time. So I'm going to run through it for us very cleanly without uh, He-Man okay. and Sorceress being surprised and everything. <laughs> so he's explaining that a long time ago... And I'm going to start from the beginning in order because I'm doing us all a favor here. Okay. The ancients committed their knowledge to some golden discs. And these are like I knew that. the AOL discs of Eternia. Mm -hmm. And uh, Skeletor promised Xanthor power in exchange for these discs. But Skeletor obviously broke his promise. And that's how Skeletor is so powerful because he built Snake Mountain using that knowledge from those discs. And uh, a cosmic council uh, punished Xanthor for this and banished him to uh, the Phantom Dimension where he has no body. And uh, he, but, but Xanthor has enough good left in him to appear to the sorceress. And now he's making an appeal to them to put him in touch with the council again so he can have use of his body so he can steal back the discs that are, he believes are now located in Snake Mountain. Yes! So do we follow that? He's going to get the golden discs from Snake Mountain. He wants their help. But Sorceress has a lot of misgivings about this plan. I would like to know, since he visited Snake Mountain in his ghost form, what else did he see there? <laughs> like Beastman just hanging out, Merman just like, you know. The hijinks that would go on in Snake Mountain would just be an episode in itself, at least. Or maybe more. When they don't have a... When they don't have a mission, I don't really have a good understanding of their downtime. I do about the palace. I mean, there's painting, and Tila has guards on patrol, and Randor just has people juggling all the time, and, and workshops. Randor and, Randor and Marlena just sit on their thrones in silence and just <laughs> stare off into space. She has I queen mean, wine a lot. Know, do you think it's like, it's like Beastman like gnawing on like a, like a, a turkey leg? Because he also has that on his mind. Yeah, do they share meals in the break room? Yeah, it's like it's more like snarling and like... <laughs> I feel He's like that... Skeletor, just like, get out of here! That's the good microwave! <laughs> I feel like everyone at Snake Mountain is very poor with their time management, so I feel like there's a lot of, like, sleeping in till about noon. Just think about Evelyn and without her headdress with, in, like, PJs, just shuffling, going to get some, like... To the Keurig to turn it on <laughs> to get some coffee. Why isn't this already bottles? warmed up? <laughs> Skeletor, we're out of puns. <laughs> Did you feel like during Xanthor's plea to them, Sorceress was especially harsh? Like she was especially not having it? Like if she was the attorney general of Eternia or whatever, she was. She would always be like, convict, prosecute. Like, she seems <laughs> like she is heavy on the not forgiveness thing. Well, well, well yeah. I think, well, as to say this would be like, you know, murdered a lot of people. <laughs> it's um, true. You know, saying like, hey, you should let me out of jail. You know, and you're like, seriously, dude? Like, you did all this stuff. Like, what's your deal? Well, like, I guess that was my I'm point. Good now. I was a little surprised because of the nature of the kids' cartoon, you would you would think the good guys would be pretty willing to give somebody a second chance, but she was she just kept saying things like... Um, your punishment was just... Yeah. And stuff like that, I, which I was totally agreeing with her. I'm like, that's right, don't let him out. He don't need a body. You received a fair hearing. Your punishment was just... I cannot go against the decision of the Council of the Wise. Yeah, she finally agrees to uh, uh, 
con contact the, uh, the, the Cosmic Council because uh, He-Man uh, argues his case. Yeah, okay. Oh, he's his champion. He is his, his yes. I see you have a he's champion. Gonna he's going to fight Zodak. <laughs> I see you have a champion. Which also, I, I, I think she turned around just so quickly, too. She was just like... No, well, all right. Like she just, <laughs> <laughs> she's just ready to switch. You make a convincing argument, E-Man. Zanthor, it looks like you have a champion. She's like, we have to go through the motions of pretending like we're going to ban banish people to the Phantom Dimension forever. We were supposed to. There's only one member of that council left, and that's uh, Zodak, whom we love. Yes. Okay, can I just say, I don't want to be the guy who's like, I wonder why. Well, I kind of want to see Zodak without his helmet. I too would like to see Zodak without his his goggles. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to get to. Something I was wondering is if if Xanthor knows where the discs are, he's like, I need to have a body so I can show you. Just let me out of the Phantom Dimension a little bit. It's like, why can't he just tell him where it is? <laughs> Like, like, just we're be like, good. Just tell us. It's fine. It's like it's in the China Hutch. Like Skeletor does not have too many. Well, as it turns out, he does in this case, but he doesn't have too many tricks for where he could put them. It's like just go down the hall. Past no, I got to show you. I can't explain. Yeah. it. I can't explain. <laughs> no, it would be easier if if you like. Do you hate this, especially in the age of Google Maps? When like you're gonna go somewhere with somebody and they're like, just follow me, just follow me. And I'm like, no, no, tell me where we're going. Like oh. I, I would never, I'd uh, hate no, just follow no, me. No offense to my dad, but he'll start explaining <laughs> direction. I'm like, dad, I'll just tell, just hit the GPS. Don't, just stop, stop. <laughs> it's 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 very nice and everything like that, but it's just like, you're just like, I don't want to listen to you talk for five minutes. It's just to, just for me to hit the button. <laughs> To go. I'm just to gonna go, do it anyway. To, when to you're go. Done. He's like, go here and go there. Well, this way is faster and whatever. It's like, no, I'm just gonna listen to GPS. GPS, tell me which way is faster. It's true. It knows from space. Yeah. I also don't like people giving you some option, like a lot of options about uh, how to do something. It's like, no, just we'll we'll just do one well. You don't need to tell me a million options. It reminds me of like when you used to be in math class and you missed like one detail and you'd ask like uh what how do you do that part again it's like well don't worry about that i'm gonna show you another way i'm gonna show you the easier way it's like oh my god no i just just one sentence i spaced out for a second did yeah. you have math teachers that would do that i feel like every math teacher i have if you ask any question they're like i'm gonna show you a different way i'm gonna show you a different way it's like no sometimes you just need to see something twice just show it to me twice i i have the issues just sometimes with people doing directions in, gen in general not in math like i'll miss like one piece of it i'll hear the rest of it and yeah. i'll be like so what what was the beginning and then then they started like like explaining everything again i'm like no i just need what was that one thing in yeah, the beginning yeah this question isn't for you to perform the directions the best you can it's yeah. for me to receive your information yeah yeah i just missed that one thing yeah <laughs> well y'all should have been paying attention the whole time i don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> i blinked i blinked uh, uh... But yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for the whole like just, just follow my car over there. Like, damn it, Xanthor, no, yeah. I don't want to do that. Just tell me the directions and I'll go do it. Because I know where he has hidden them. What? How do you know this? I have been to Snake Mountain in my phantom form, unseen by Skeletor. I even tried to take them from him, but in my phantom form, I could not hold them. There are two different ways to go. Like, no! And he actually does do that, because he's like, no, there's a secret entrance into Snake Mountain, like, later. So, um, they go off to Snake Mountain. No, let's talk about oh. Zodak. Oh. 
So we this ha- wasn't we, the first appearance. That we he's had. only here like a few times, like yeah. like a handful of of times maybe. But uh, just as re- just as a reminder, he's like the he looks like the sort of superheroish like Stratos. And he's got the uh, weird little uh, goggles and a chest plate, but he's sort of he manned out with his uh, he man briefs and everything. Oh yeah, no, I, I did I, I did like his uh, I do like his the chest plate his thing. mantle thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else about Zodak? I think that's good for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because he only appears for a little while uh, to help us get on our mission. So now um, our group is ready to go off to Snake Mountain, and it's He-Man, Battle Cat, Orko, and Xanthor, who has been given a faint body with some properties of a real body, but then others that are conveniently not like a real body. Yeah, so he went from chalk outline... Um, transparent to translucent he's translucent now Yeah, he's like 40 percent. yeah 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 he's 40 percent opacity he's like, uh, he's like towards the end uh back to the future two or one is that one where he starts fading away a little yeah i can kind of remember that yeah yeah, 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 yeah. snake mountain now we must somehow climb to the top without being noticed no he man when I came here as a phantom, I found a secret entrance down here. It's behind those falls. The joke was lost because I forgot which movie it was. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to remember anyway. <laughs> I only saw two, like a lot. Two is the one. Yeah, three Where is... Superman fights in the, in the scrapyard. <laughs> We've been over this. <laughs> <laughs> that was three. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a diamond with, his, with the coal. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll never not bring that up. <laughs> so at Snake Mountain, they get there, and uh, uh, Xanthor's going to tell them the secret entrance beneath the falls. And did anyone else think that those falls looked delicious, like Kool-Aid? Like, they looked like a color of Kool-Aid that you might have. I think it was supposed to look poisonous, but nah. Well, all the mountains and stuff there, they look kind of chocolatey, too. It looks like the like the chocolate area in Super Mario World. A little bit. Okay. It looks now, now. Now I want Snake Mountain for my birthday cake that's made of chocolate. That that would be nice. I want like Ecto Cooler coming out. Oh, of that's, that's a that's an 80s child dream. <laughs> yeah. What if they would have done a, a He Man Kool Aid crossover and you would have like Snake Mountain Punch? Oh, I can tell you what I would happen. I would drink that today. You're up, but it's <laughs> but the success of it is down to uh, the abilities. Uh, and the care of the poor ladies at your local bakery, the same ones that would draw random colors on the Ninja Turtle masks and act like it's okay. Oh. Remember when that would happen? Remember you get a Ninja Turtle birthday cake and just whoever, the bakery ladies, and, and she, she'd be like, uh, this one's got a green mask, even though they're already green. And here's a <laughs> yellow mask. And it's like, what is, am I even looking at? Yeah. This knockoff trash. Rainbow mask. Yeah. This one has pink. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, why? Why? So bakery ladies, get the Ninja Turtles right. It's very important. You can make them all red because that's at least respectable. Yeah, they can accidentally get that right. Yeah, they can accidentally get that right. They ain't getting it right. No, it's all right. They used to enrage me when you get the wrong color Ninja Turtle mask on the birthday cake. Did they actually look like turtles? <laughs> well, they have a pattern to follow. Oh, so, right, so right, yes. Right. But then it's up to them to put the colors. So they just put what they thought looked nice. Did, did, why don't they just take like the you know the the candy piece that you got with like the turtle head that you could eat? You know, why don't they just stick that on? I'm sure they think that's a lovely idea. They were probably like, why do they have to look like people? Why don't they just want a nice turtle? Yeah. I'm just gonna put a turtle on the cake. <laughs> 
I'm sure that Kathy didn't mix the right amount it's of like, frosting. It's fine. It's like regular turtles on there, and they put, like, nunchucks. <laughs> They're like, Ninja Turtles, it's good for you. <laughs> uh, well, that's all well and good, but I still stand by my Kool-Aid flavor that I just invented. I would just like to get a little appreciation for it. Snake Mountain Punch. Come on. Were y'all not, like, really into Kool-Aid? I just feel like everybody was. I see you're talking about birthday cakes and stuff. What'd you Is drink it like a raspberry them? or something? How, how, how many cups of sugar did you put in your Kool-Aid? We always did a lot. It's it was a lot. A, it was a, two cups? Probably about two cups. Uh, uh, see, I think Snake Mountain Punch would taste a lot like Purplesaurus Rex, which is like the best Kool-Aid ever. Oh, it'd be purple, obviously. That's true. I was uh, thinking it was more raspberry, like this actual snake part. It could be okay. that, too. Like, there was Mountain Berry Punch. Briefly. Well, anyway, as we're going through the Snake Mountain Berry Punch Falls, um, Battle Cat keeps insisting that there's no way this isn't a trap. Like, he's, you know, and, and He-Man keeps telling him to cool it. This doesn't look good. But He-Man keeps lecturing him. Because that's our favorite thing when He-Man is being sanctimonious about uh, trusting Come on. <laughs> I smell a trap. Your nose isn't that sensitive, cat. Come on. Yeah, he's into that. Uh, this this episode, he may just like to see things play out. He just he has he has no concept of stakes or fear. It's it's all just like a, a personal journey he's helping people out with. <laughs> yeah, he's never too worried. They have some discussion about whether it's going to set off some silent alarm if he busts a wall to get inside Snake Mountain, but we know He Man's just going to bust it. He's like silent. Mm, interesting, interesting theory, and he smashes it. <laughs> yeah, not worried. And we soon discover that these golden discs of knowledge that Xanthor has spied in his ghost form, in the vaults of Snake Mountain, are fakes. Yeah, he just, like, touches it, and the, the gold paint comes off. It's like, really? Xanthor, were these discs made of gold or just painted gold? They were made of solid gold, of course. Then these are fakes. What? What? Why? Don't you love when He-Man is, like, really uh, um, also very, like, smarmy about knowing things? Like, like according to the writing, or like, don't you know <laughs> these aren't real gold? Like, He-Man's such a master of all knowledge, also, because of all the studying he did. Yeah, I feel like he uh, gets some, uh, like, a pre-read about the mission they're going on and does it, like, from the sorceress so he can look real smart. She's like, there's going to be some hieroglyphics you're going to encounter. <laughs> you need to say to Orko, don't you know? <laughs> These are hieroglyphics from the ancient people. <laughs> <laughs> you guessed correctly, E-Man, but you'll never find the real discs. And you what I really love is, is Skeletor just watching this whole thing. And he's like, ha, 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 I got you. Yeah, You'll there's never a find Skeletor T TV who, who's delighted that uh, they, they ran into the fakes. Yeah, and then there's a lot to do with uh, um, trapping them in a force field beam. They're temporarily trapped. But because... Because Ghost Man's there, he <laughs> yeah, can get out. Yeah. And then Oracle just projects himself out. And you're like... What, what what good is that force field thing? Yeah, we we need a little work on our force fields. Yeah. So so uh, He Man had suggested that they leave because Xanthor and Orko can go into Skeletor's control room and distract him, so Orko can release the force field. In the meantime, He Man uh, is fights with some henchmen after Orko does release the force field. 
Yeah, yeah, I really love this because they're taking like two steps out of the vault, and then here are like three doors, like game show doors. Like what's behind door number one? And it's Evil Lynn, Beast, <laughs> Beast Man, and Trap Jaw. And oh, so, let's all get behind a door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they thought it was really cool. It's like the worst game show prizes you could possibly get. <laughs> Beast Man, Evil Lynn, Trap Jaw. <sighs> Don't you hate it when unexpected company drops in, cat? This time we have you, He-Man. <laughs> you got zoinks or whatever. What is it? What is it from? Let's make a deal. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I remember that. Do you remember that show, Card Sharks? Yeah, of course. Like it had giant cards. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> the cards were so big. Yeah. What great. happened on that show? I just remember they were giant I cards. Play, I think they played poker, wasn't it? Yeah, it was some game. I mean, you know, or like blackjack. No. Is it black? Yeah, maybe it was blackjack. I don't, it was something. I don't know from games. Yeah. Big cards, though. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm um, so. In the course of this happening, too, Skeletor tries to get his force shield field working again um, after they've messed with it, and he winds up accidentally trapping his henchmen. So that's taken care of. Then He Man and, and the they're gang go, so they can't get out. <laughs> yeah, they're they're stuck there with their bodies. Uh, He-Man and his friends decide that Skeletor probably buried the real discs under the fake ones. Yeah, that was a big leap <laughs> that they made there. It's like, you know what I think happened? What I would do if I was a Skeletor. <laughs> yeah. like, the, the one thing is, is what I, from what I learned, is that Orko is more powerful than, than uh, Evil Lynn being a sorceress. When they exchange power? No, because he, he, he can get out of the thing and she can't. Oh, that's true. Or maybe he's just better at the oh, transportation. Maybe different schools of magic or yeah. something. She only learned the aggressive magic. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's it. That's true. I, I, I like to think Orgo is more powerful, though. You know and what? It, he probably and he, he is. just might be more powerful, but less knowledgeable about how powerful he is. Well, we've, just, we've, we've established that he's very powerful on Trollis, just that his powers are unpredictable in Eternia. No, that's true. Okay, all right. <laughs> Evil Lynn's temper is unpredictable, but her powers are pretty predictable. <laughs> I'll zap you! I'll bet Skeletor placed the duplicate discs here to mark the spot where the real ones are buried. They put it on the wall, and He-Man breaks open the ground. They go down a, a staircase, and uh, they do find the discs down there, which I would not trust He-Man with, because... You could just imagine him like, oops, broke one. Oops, yeah. broke one. Also, we get to meet the official snake of Snake Mountain, who was down there, not guarding the discs. He's just down there. Yeah, that was the big, the big reveal. Uh, Skelter was also down there with the real disc and says, says, you're about to find out why they call this Snake Mountain. Mm-hmm. He what are you doing? And uh, the snake comes up out of a little uh, chasm in the ground. And he, he was fun because the scale of him was so large and you do want to see the snake. But they made him a little goofier, maybe, <laughs> than I would have preferred. He was a dorky snake. Because he, he was pretty scary. Yeah, he, he, he didn't look like he was too bothered about anything that was happening. 
No, they, he looks. He looked well fed too. So yeah, he was a little was plump, ang, ang, angry enough. He was a plump snake. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Beastman was feeding him a little bit too much, making him too angry. He had a little more personality than I would. I would have preferred. He gets a lot of people food. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of the people uh, find their way up. Uh, out of out of the chasm, um, I thought it was really funny when Orko was scared, and at one point he man says something crazy. He says, "Don't worry, snakes won't follow you." It's like what? <laughs> did he say that? I, I don't know. Did he? Yeah, say that? he says that about like he told Orko like, "Don't worry, snakes won't follow you." It's like what are you talking about, he man? That is crazy. He's. I remember him saying something about like maybe you just follow him up here. Maybe that's what he meant. Oh, like, like he won't he, follow you like, out of the... I don't the think so. I think he just meant it like as a rule. Like the one thing we know about snakes is they don't follow. <laughs> they're, they're opposed to that. And then he did follow though. <laughs> he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. It was a crazy sure? thing to say. Are you sure he said that? I'm absolutely positive. Okay. Well, I don't remember it, but also I kind of... I would remember something that crazy. I out, so... Either your brain wouldn't accept it, or you were stunned by the insanity of what he said. Uh, well, yeah, so the snake did kind of follow, but then... He may, like, jumps on top of it and just kind of, like, shuts his eyes a little bit, I guess. Made him sleepy. It was very confusing. There was a lot of um, somersaults and everything, but they find their way out of the chasm and sort of. Yeah, I, well, I think he like the ghost carries the disc. Yeah, like, he's a ghost. They're, like, how can he yeah. carry stuff? I would love to see the script of this episode. Basically, they just like we got to make him go up. Like, can we? They go and up they, and, ways. And, and then they just went through the wall, didn't they? It looked like they went. Maybe they went through a hole. Yeah, it was. It's impossible to understand the staging of this scene. They basically <laughs> got out of the hole. Yeah. yeah. There was an elevator we didn't see. And then when they got up out of the hole, Skeletor was there waiting for them, right? And he tried to stop them from taking the discs again. And I don't know what happened after that. He's, he just tries persuasion at this yeah, point. Yeah, it was really unconvincing, Please too. don't do that. Please let me have the discs. This time I won't trick you. I will free you from the Phantom Dimension forever. And together we will attack Zodak and your other enemies who put you there. Zodak is not my enemy. You are Skeletor. So... So then Skeletor gets scared away by the snake? Yeah, he gets chased away by the snake. Like, you would think that him living in Snake Mountain, like, the snake would kind of be his friend, maybe? Maybe he gives him treats every once in a while? Maybe he likes sea well. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. That snake has no friends. No, I, I, yeah. Don't I worry, it won't follow you. Lies! <laughs> <laughs> so, the conclusion they come to after all of this is said and done is like, okay, Xanthor, you done good. Except Sorceress. Sorceress is still holding at every. They, wait a minute. They go around the room where everybody individually says, I was wrong about you, Xanthor. Good job, Xanthor. I was wrong about you, Xanthor. And they get Sorceress. She goes, Good job, He-Man. Like, <laughs> she just, she is the only one. She's passive aggressive. Yes. That was shade. Yes. I was wrong about you, Xanthor. I'm sorry. I can understand why you felt that way, Cat. You have done well, Xanthor. And you too, He-Man. I love it, though. She, I wouldn't trust him either, Conspicuously thanks He-Man instead of him. That's Hilarious. I did not notice that, but I really enjoy that. So I, I, no one else was thinking He-Man, so I was yeah. to. It was implied. 
You that both is... did a good job. <laughs> he man. You all did a good job. We are, we all did a good job. <laughs> Well, and I feel that everyone's giving him way too much credit here right out of the gate because they're like, okay, so you did well, and so now what we're going to do is put Zodak in charge of the golden disks of knowledge. And guess what, Xanthor? You're going to be his magical assistant, and you get to be a cosmic enforcer now. So you're going from the Phantom Dimension where we didn't even trust you with a body, and now you can help guard the golden disks of knowledge. Come on. Like, if I were going to give him another chance, I'd be like, okay, well, you can run the apple cart at the Eternian Bazaar. And if you do well with that, then we won't shun you anymore. But they definitely, definitely are not going to give him a chance to live as a normal man. Zodak, I don't know what to say. Say nothing. Our task is to watch, and it's time we got to it. And and the, the, the Phantom Dimension must not have... A son or tanning. He is very stuff. pale. He's very, very pale. I noticed very, that. Very, very pale. Especially next to uh, him. And also, you get. Also, he man's hue and Zodak's hue. And also, Zodak gets that chair. Does he have to, like, stand? Like, I'm. He's like, my back hurts. He's like, you don't get a chair yet. Uh, yeah. why, why does he get a chair? Yeah, it's like when you have to ride on the back of somebody's bicycle, but there's not really quite a seat for you. Yeah, he's going to have to like, like sit in the Zodak's lap everywhere they go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like riding on the back or something, or like riding on his shoulders. Or, oh, God, that would be hilarious. And they go up in like a light beam. You could almost hear, you could almost hear uh, Zodak on the way up. It's like, you have to fill out a W-4. <laughs> <laughs> so our moral is... Give people a chance to correct their mistakes. Sure. <laughs> I'm still with sorceress on this. I'd be like, you try, but I don't know. I don't know Xanthor. You gotta try more than once. Yeah, you gotta try more than once. Like, you gotta, like, have, like, a period of time where you're not doing evil things. You know, it's not just like, I made up for all my bad deeds. I helped an old lady cross the street. Like, didn't you kill an old lady last week? Shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I have her back to yeah. life. <laughs> And then I helped her cross the street. <laughs> I helped her cross the street. Anything else? Anything else to add about this this wonderful episode before we rate it? Um, it was good to see. It was good to see uh, Zodak again. He, he, you know, it's kind of an information dump, but I appreciate him being on the screen. Good toy. <laughs> good toy. Yeah. Don't you want a Don't you want a Xanthor toy? A pallid, pale, <laughs> bright, iridescent white. It would just be it would just be it would just be Zodak, but they just wouldn't put the dye on the skin. Right. <laughs> it would just be like, and now we have Xanthor, and you're like, wait a minute, this is the same one. And the big bold letters on the packaging, no chair. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, with the knowledge that you've gained from the golden discs of knowledge, you're now capable of assessing and rating this episode. Yep. What do we give it? I feel like, and I'm speaking from my personal experience and, and and just reading things on the internet, but I feel like this is an episode that people really like a lot and consider one of the best of them. But I might argue <laughs> that you remember this more fondly than it is because of what it accomplished, not how good the script is. I would agree with that. And we were so hungry for continuity in these uh, stories and for them to reckon with serious things 
and to see good characters like Zodak that we give we give this episode a lot of points but the script itself was very exposition heavy in fact at one point Rebecca and I accidentally pressed a button on the uh, controller and realized that half the episode had passed before they left Castle Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to, you know, from, from seeing the snake and and, and uh, Zodak and all, all the great lore, it, it's hard to argue this wasn't an important one and that it wasn't good for those reasons, but script's not great. So I'm going to go um, for Cosmic Enforcer Dad Chairs. I was actually going to say the same thing, for. For once, we agree. <laughs> and I was going to use the same rating thing, too. The chairs. <laughs> Space chairs. I'm glad you guys agree. Scott, <laughs> how much did you love it? Uh, I, I did the, um, all the points. We'll, we'll talk very well about how to say all the points, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, about why it was good and why it wasn't and everything else. And I, I feel like... Uh, going at this from being older mm-hmm. um i don't know why you would like it that much when you were younger i mean i guess the snake oh yeah and everything I right? the same thing when yeah. you were a kid i don't know how you tracked I mean, all that well, stuff yeah. they were saying <laughs> they, 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 I, I, yeah i could see it'd be like you, you like zodak or something like that and you don't see him that often so i could see that like you're like oh yeah he's like but when he was saying her. things like, I want to appeal to the council of the wise, what are kids thinking? Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It was it was a good it was a good lore episode and um the storyline wasn't great, but I felt like a lot of the lore brought it up. Mm-hmm. Skeletor was in it, so that adds a little bit. I was I was gonna go like four point two. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I thought you were going to have to fight against the powerful Rebecca and Will voting block over here, <laughs> but uh, our caucus is very strong. Uh, yeah, I, okay. So we're kind of yeah. in agreement on that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Pretty okay. close there. It's, it's fun to have watched because of, of, of what it accomplished, though. But, but uh, technique-wise, it was, the script was a little, a, little, a little iffy. That's our show for today. Next time, we'll review the He-Man episode, The Time Wheel in which an ancient king realizes things haven't changed that much in 3,000 years. If you'd like to follow along with our show, you can find our episode guide at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you have questions, comments, or golden discs that you found for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. We're also on Spotify. We want to thank you for listening, and please remember that if you have something very, very valuable in your house and you're protecting put a fake copy of it above it and bury that thing underground next to your snake. Just move away, snakes won't follow you.